Prepare yourself to be blown away by the seismic sounds and scrutiny of... After Shots Podcast with Chris Aiken and Matt Hartnett. All right, well, here we go, and welcome to another episode of Aftershocks on AftershocksPodcast.com. And joining us today on the podcast, we've got a guitarist vocalist coming to us from Austin, Texas, and he's here to talk about his melodic death metal doom outfit, Hinayana, who are gearing up for their new release, an EP titled Death of the Cosmic, that comes out August 28th on Napalm Records. I'd like to welcome Mr. Casey Hurd to the podcast. Casey, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming on with us. I'm doing good, man. Thank you. Well, first question I, I've been asking everybody these days on these on the podcast is basically, how are you doing with the pandemic? How are things down there in Texas? Are you guys uh, close to doing shows anytime soon? Well, unfortunately, we're not really close to doing shows anytime. Yeah. Okay, anytime. I figured that. <laughs> Which is a bummer because, yeah, it's, it's uh, really left a big hole in everybody, I think, you know. It's been a little difficult in general to keep everyone's morale up, you know, during this whole time period. Sure. Uh, we're crossing our fingers, you know. I'm I'm trying to have a positive attitude about it, you know, mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know, have faith that things will go back to the way they were, you know. Sure. So, right. <laughs> yeah, at least some sort of normalcy. I hear you, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, really a, shame. it's a shame to have, you know, a, a release like this that we can't. We, I mean, we would be touring for something like this normally, you know. Sure. But not happening right now, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some good news. Let's talk about Death of the Cosmic Man. I mean, it's your first release now in Napalm, you know, following your awesome performance, your still performance on your self-released EP, Order Divine, a couple of years ago. Uh, when I first heard you guys' music, I immediately thought you were you guys were from Finland or one of those Scandinavian countries with that melodic death metal bass that you guys oh, yeah. have which is of course very symbolic to that region yeah. uh and yeah and the uh the new track man cold conception man what a monstrous track i mean i love the you know the groovy breaks in that song and i i love i hear some i don't know if it's uh slide guitar or sitar in there but there's i mean just the overall melancholic atmosphere man throughout the whole song is it's just a really riveting song and you know it's it's extremely difficult music you know to throw so many different elements together <clears throat> into a song and to make them all fit, you know, to where it doesn't sound forced. And I think that's exactly what you've been able to do, uh, uh, you know, definitely on Cold Conception. So tell us a bit how you were able to pull that off, putting all those elements together and really having to come out sounding just, just fantastic. Well, yeah, that was actually kind of tricky, uh, particularly in the mixing process, um, you know, because we had we had Nature Gang and Bygall. Uh, it was mm -hmm. one of the last performances uh, recorded performances we had him perform on that track you know and we had been discussing like how we were going to collaborate you know uh for quite some time and we really like we wanted i, I fell in love with the instrument that he plays which is i, I guess it's commonly known as the horse head fiddle um mm. and that's kind of what what i guess it kind of sits there in the track throughout the whole thing and you know pops its head up okay uh, points um but it was really tough because uh that song i wanted to do something that was a little faster paced than the other tracks on the album the other tracks on the album were a little bit slower and a little bit more mid-paced whereas mm -hmm. this one's got uh 
got, you know, it's got some blast beats. It's got some parts that are a little bit uh, more groovy, I guess. Uh, it was kind of difficult, though, mixing that that horse head fiddle again. And uh, I was actually worried about it at first. I was like, I hope this I hope this turns out good. But man, he fucking killed it. He really mm -hmm. did. And uh, it was it was tough to mix just because that instrument is such a interesting. It's got an interesting tonality to it. And you know, it's got a lot of interesting frequencies floating around in there. So, I mean, but we were, you know, I think it, I couldn't be happy with how it turned out. You yeah, know, sure, definitely, man. Well, um, Casey, I want to go back a little bit to, um, you know, when when you first, um, when you first put the band together till to now. You know, it was interesting to me reading, and I'll and I'll be honest, I didn't know really anything about your band until about a month ago. So, <laughs> so forgive me if this is an answer, but, um. I saw that you started as a one-man band, you know, kind of writing everything yourself and putting everything together, and now you're a full-fledged group or a band. Yes. Every musician that I know hates giving up creative parts when they're, when they're used, when they've started out being the creative force. So how hard was that for you to kind of bring people in, but also not not bring people in to kind of Dave Mustaine it, you know, to where yeah. you, you know, where you let them help and you let them create. Was that a difficult process for you? I mean, it, it's, I think it all has to do with who you're working with and, and who's, who's willing to see the, the real vision behind what you're doing. You know, sure. everyone's got to share the same vision. I think if they don't, that whole thing starts to fall apart. And I think you see that, you know, members come and go from bands I think because of that, I, I feel like I've seen this and heard about this whole, that whole kind of thing happening a lot, you know, even just with people I know. Um, but it was kind of, I mean, it took a while, I feel like, for us to settle, I mean, exactly on where we wanted to go with, uh, you know, with new material and stuff like that. And we're still working on trying to, I want everybody to be able to contribute. And we, we just got to, you know, uh, we got to kind of have a vision that that is totally 100 percent. you all got to feel the same way about this you know mm -hmm. or else if that doesn't you know happen then people aren't going to be able to contribute you know to the same thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know if i'm just gonna explain myself like shit here <laughs> but yeah no it's i feel like when you're working with good people it's not as it's not as worrisome i don't worry about it as much you know when you're working with musicians that you trust you're like you know now we got this we got my drummer's fucking fantastic, you know. I'm not a real drummer, so I couldn't imagine half the shit that he does. And you know, my right. lead guitar player, you know, he's such a he's a better guitar player than I am. <laughs> for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, <clears throat> you know. And now we got a new bassist and uh, keyboard player, and everyone's everyone's writing, you know. And right. so I wrote all the songs on the EP, but we're we're working on new stuff, you know. Everyone is pulling pulling their weight. I feel so. Sure. I'm excited about that. Well, it, it definitely sounds great. And, you know, it, it's funny, uh, Matt and I were talking before we started and I, I was making a point to him and, I, and I'll make the same point to you. Yeah. If you took your voice off it and replaced it with uh, like a James Labrie type, somebody totally different from what you do, it would still work. You, un unlike so many bands that have tried to merge progressive elements with death metal vocal you've actually done it in a way that's that's compelling and is not false you know and, and i don't know how else to explain it you know maybe early oh, open <laughs> but 
you know, but that's such a, it's a, in my mind, as a, as a death metal head, that is such a daring challenge to do. I mean, it could be something that you end up doing for five years. that doesn't go anywhere because people won't accept it. I, I think it's really ballsy of you to do that because it is so hard to merge the styles. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's always a, a tricky thing. You know, you want to write songs that are personally, I, you know, I'm, I guess the, the older I get, the more I appreciate catchy down to earth songs. <laughs> you, know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I listen to enough, uh, you know, tech death and progressive death metal and shit, you know, uh, mm -hmm. over the years. And, and I just, sometimes it's like really, you know, just satisfying writing stuff that's catchy, but you, you don't want to, you don't want to oversimplify things or dumb things down, you know? And so that is, that is always a challenge finding the right balance between something that is, you know, interesting and something that is got, you know, catchy elements to it as well, you know, but still not dumbed down, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, one of the things too, Casey, with the band, your, your guys sound is it's not typical, obviously of, of death metal bands, uh, at least here in the United States in general. And you definitely, you know, obviously you guys bring a lot more to the table than just the traditional melodic death metal sound as well. How difficult was it really to sort of, you know, to make it or break it here in the U.S. since this sound really is typically not where labels are really just, I mean, fans in general are looking to when they want to discover this type of, uh, of music? Yeah, well, I mean, it was, I, I was, I would actually say that, that we're kind of lucky in a sense because here in Texas, there's not a whole lot of other bands especially just in this state alone that, that do exactly the kind of metal that we're doing. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of bringing some, okay, we're, we're putting something on the table. that's not already there. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that actually went a long way, you know, and, and part of the, the fact that we don't sound like a lot of the stuff around here, you know, that has to do with my influences, you know, listening to some of my favorite shit, dude, all my fucking favorite bands are <laughs> from Europe, <laughs> Finland, right. Norway, you know, <laughs> Sweden. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. so that just kind of happened naturally. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that we're actually lucky in the sense that I feel like uh, it's a, we haven't, there's like, I, I guess you'd say a niche audience for this kind of thing. And it's mm -hmm. easy to really, you know, zone in on that, that group of people, that kind of people really want this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Sure. No, I, I totally get it. You know, and we, and we also, you know, we recently did. Me and Chris did an interview with a uh, a Canadian band. I think they were they were more of a symphonic metal band, and and they were we were talking to them, and they were basically explaining that yeah, their desire was to really penetrate or get into the European market, since that's yeah. where the concentration of that music for the genre is. And it would only make sense that you know, like a band like you know Hinayana, you know, would consider doing the same, considering. You're on a, uh, a European label with Napalm, yep. <laughs> and you seem to have obviously you seem to have a lot more in common musically with the European bands and scene overall. So is that something that you're desiring to do as well to immerse yourselves really into the European metal circles? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, okay. it's just a matter of time at this point, you know. And I figure that you know we're looking at we'll see what what happens with us being able to go tour over there. We would love to go over there, you know, and really make our rounds. <laughs> you know, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I hear you. Well, well, Casey, talk a little bit about uh, not necessarily the music itself, but the production, because 
this is seriously quality production. I mean, this is more more than a lot of music that I get. And believe me, I get a hundred of these Holix things a week with, you know, music to listen to. This Death of the Cosmic is really appealing for headphones. Headphones turned all the way up. It's really appealing mm-hmm. listening. So talk a little bit about what you guys put into the production because it's you really captured it well. Well, first of all, thank you very much. You know, I really appreciate that. We really, I, I mean, I wasn't 100% happy with the previous release before this and the production, how that turned out. And that had to do just with, you know, budget and time constraints, uh, you know, but I, I think that we really wanted to take to heart what people were saying about the production value on the previous release. And so we put all of our energy into making sure the production on this one was so much better. Um, <clears throat> We started by first, we we went digital with the guitarist, man. Um, you know, I live in an apartment and we just didn't have the budget to go to a full-fledged studio and record like, right. you know, real with real amps, you know. So, you know, I use I use a Kemper uh, profiling amp, you know. That was a major step in the right direction because you can really you can really get so many different sounds out of it. So we started with upgrading kind of to that rather than recording guitars, you know, in, in a bedroom here, right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, self-produced. <clears throat> so that was the first start. And then we also, we, our drummer had upgraded his whole kit. He, he bought a whole new kit for the, for the EP recording. And uh, we went and re- we recorded at an awesome studio over here uh, that actually does, they do short run vinyls, uh, vinyl printing over here. It's called Austin Signal. And uh, it's a really fantastic studio. Um, we, we went over there to record the drums and we worked with a producer. Uh, his name is Kevin Butler. He's a, a, he's a really good friend of ours and he's, he does a fantastic job. He's a wizard with, with drums, I swear. <laughs> so one of the things we feel came out good was the drums. We're very happy with how the drums came out on this one. Um, then what happened was, uh, I mean, I just kind of, we upgraded all the equipment that, that we had at our disposal, you know, and we self-produced, for instance, guitars, bass, vocals were all, it was all produced in-house kind of. And then we went back to Kevin and we did, we let him do his work. We, we mixed with him over his studio, Test Tube Audio. And then it got sent over to Yuho, um, well, that's how you say his name, uh, <clears throat> Yuho Reha. Okay. Sorry if I'm, if I'm mispronouncing that. He's, a, he's a, from Swall the Sun. Uh, he's the guy who did the mastering on... Uh, uh the ep and he's done like mixing and mastering for a ton of other amazing bands uh specifically a band that we like uh wolfheart i don't know if you guys are familiar with them but yeah um yeah he does he does their production we we just couldn't be happier with that turned out man yeah no doubt. Well, you know, we're, we're showing a little bit of the video for Cold Conception right now. And talk while, while we're talking about production qualities, what a great video, man. It's, 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 it's definitely not, well, we got an iPhone. Let's shoot a video. Man. I mean, it's, it's a very solid conceptual video, man. It's very cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We had actually done our videos ourselves before this one. We had tried, you know, self-produce the videos. We're all about trying to make the most of what we had, you know, but this time we really, we actually we we got a production company that it was it was the guy who did the drone piloting for our previous music video for the song the window um which is a black and white music video you can find that on youtube um 
he we we took him out to West Texas on that shoot, and then the next time we're just like, fuck it, you know, let's just let's just get the production company that he works, you know, with this uh, director, you know, uh, Christopher Thompson. Uh, he's in Austin here, and he's an amazing director, and he's he's done he's done a couple award-winning uh, short films, and uh, yeah, no, it was a pleasure to work on this video. It really was. It came together real quick, real easy, and. Uh, I will tell you the one thing though is we're not going to do another video shoot in August because <laughs> uh, that, that warehouse that we're playing in the video that was like I'm not even shitting you that was like a hundred degrees in there so that was that was pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you were talking about uh, just a second ago being from Austin, Texas. There, I mean, which is one of the the music capitals. It's a great place for music. Obviously, South by Southwest uh, yeah. is in Austin. How much of a plus, if any, is it, you know, being based in Austin, you know, Austin, you know, just for the fact that you've got, you know, obviously the South by Southwest, you've got a lot of, you know, music industry people that do go to Austin, um, you know, for, for several reasons. Is it, uh, is the scene there, is it, is it stronger, you know, in terms, of, especially with metal, does it really have a real strong scene from what you're, you know, uh, experiencing? Yeah, I feel like it does. I feel like, I feel like if anything, it's grown over the past maybe 10 years compared to what it used to be. Um, you know, our favorite promoter over there, over here is uh, a guy, Anthony Stevenson. He has done a fantastic job getting a lot of metal bands on their feet. You know, he, he cares about the, uh, about putting some of the smaller local bands, always making sure to have locals on these bills that, you know, you know, come through, you know, these yeah. two bands. That's something you don't always see. You just don't. We've, you know, we've had the experience of not seeing that in other towns and other places. You know, Austin, it, it really it really does help having people like that. Not just him, but there are others, too. That We've been lucky, I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and being, uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier, being a band with your kind of sound that you don't hear too much of that here in the States, do you find it difficult to find other bands to sort of tour with and play with that? can kind of attract the similar sort of crowd that, you know, for fans that, you know, like your kind of music. <clears throat> yeah, that is, that is a thing sometimes. Uh, I feel like there are more bands that are up and coming now that have that same kind of, I guess, sound and same kind of drive, like, like we're, we're kind of putting out there. Um, so it's not, I feel like, yeah, it is a little bit of a, of, of a challenge, uh, but we've, we've managed <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think no, no. Managed so um, far. <laughs> well, well, Casey, um, just one last quick question here. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about signing with Napalm. I mean, not that that's a bad deal. Obviously, that's that's certainly great for any band to get label support, and especially for a band that's trying to get into the European market. It, it seems yeah. like it's the perfect fit, but for you who who made a lot of strides you know individually you know all the way from forming the band on up what was it that kind of put you to the point that you were like okay i'm ready to sign with a with a label now and let a label take this final step for us yeah well it was it's all about just their ability to put it put it out there you know and and like you said like you know we don't have you know unlimited funds to work with to make the, the things we want to make you know we we want to have that backing to be able to fully you know uh 
I guess, create, you know, what we're vision, what we're envisioning, you know? And so that's the sort of thing that really like we need kind of a label to, to do, you know, they're going to help us make the things we want to make and make the amazing music and stuff that we, we want to try to do, you know, all of our ideas we can, we can actually do now because we have this support. Otherwise it's just us, you know, grinding away, you know, just seeing what happens. And also what you said, it's really, a lot of it is about, you know, us getting out there to that European market and everything, you know, they've got huge, it's huge over there, you know? Mm. So that's a really a part of it, man. Yeah. Did, did it feel like you were selling your soul to the devil kind of? Or <laughs> in yeah, the there were some moments there. Yeah. There was some moments there where it was, it was pretty like, yeah, it was like, Ooh, this is, this is for real now. Okay. You know, but it took, it took us a whole year to get that, that deal down, you know? Wow. So there was a lot of sitting around. It was, that was pretty painful in itself. Right. <laughs> along the long route with that one, but I, I think it paid off. We're pretty sure. happy. Definitely. Well, you should very well be happy, man. The new album by Hinayana is called Death of the Cosmic. It's uh, five really strong songs. I will say that if you know, and not even, not even just because we're shooting the shit with you, and then I'll motherfuck you later. Not, not <laughs> you know, I, I was, I was telling Matt from the day I got it how much I liked it because I love, I really do love the meshing of the progressive side mm-hmm. and and the. Uh, death side and it's almost like opeth before they sold out was what i was what i had said personally you don't have to comment on that you do not have to comment on that i'll i'll take the hit from all the opeth people that'll hate that statement (laughs) but it's really strong i definitely recommend people listen to it and and i'll tell you what casey why don't you um pick a song and maybe tell us a quick story about it that we can share with the listeners to give them a a good taste of what you do yeah, I would say there's a new song that's uh, going to be coming out. Um, hopefully I can say this. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> there's a new song coming out. Uh, one more. I think I think it's probably everyone in the band's favorite song that we've done so far. It's the, uh, uh, the track uh, In Sacred Delusion. And this track kind of accentuates, I guess, what we really feel like we do best. And that's just catchy, you know, doomy kind of groovy shit that is uh you know it i think it just casts a wide net and like i think it's something that everyone can enjoy and you know some of the new stuff yeah it i think that we're modeling some of the new the new material uh, after that song so i'm really excited to release that one in particular well let's check it out right now brand new stuff from hinayana from death of the cosmic and this is aftershocks
Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions. Please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.